0: I would say that the same way that we, that we sing, take my hand, precious Lord, and lead me on, it is to go to the streets and ask the people there and say, take my hand, lead me on.
1: So welcome to another edition of Resurrection Covenants Letters to the Church. A series where we get to hear from people from all different walks of life, tell us what they'd like to say to the church at this very particular moment. And for our second interview, we're so very excited to welcome theologian, minister, activist, teacher. There's others, artists that I could add. Claudio Carvales. Uh, Claudio is uh, teaches worship at Union Theological Seminary. Uh, He was in Chicago for a while as well, so he knows the Chicago area very well. And he's the author of several books and articles on the intersection of worship, justice, immigration and migration, the environment, post-colonial thought. He writes just about everything. So uh, (laughs) welcome, Claudio. And thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us.
0: I am delighted to be here. I'm delighted with this invitation and what you're doing here uh, with the church and creating something new for this time i'm deeply honored and blessed by what you're doing
2: yeah thanks so much we really appreciate it so our first question is
1: kind of that give us a little idea of your context so we we phrase it this way that if you're at a party and someone asks you who you are and what makes you you how do you start to answer that question
0: who this is a very hard question Um, (laughs) yeah (laughs) i just I just uh, uh, watched this, this movie called Sergio on Netflix, and there there's a woman who says, you know who I, I would want to be? I want to be a, a, a rain that goes back to my town and falls on the ground and be with people in the nature there. So yeah. I, I, I love that. And so in terms of what I, I think I would say more of what I want to be, that would be more yeah. um, exciting than uh, uh, what I am now. I think I want to. Uh, I would say I am the one who wants to listen to the birds. I want to learn how to listen to the birds. I want to. I want to be the one who knows how to listen to the trees. I want to be mm-hmm. one that learns how to listen to my, to my children, to my wife, and the ones who. Le- who is able to listen to my own self? Mm. So I and I, that's what I, I I want to be able to listen to. And there's this phrase from this Mexican poet called Octavio Paz that he says: "I want people to think with, uh, to laugh with my thoughts and think with my jokes." That's what I want. <laughs> <do>. <laughs> I <love that. laughs> yeah, I love that too. That's really great. Um, one of the
2: things that we're um, you know, we're, there's so much going on in our current yeah. context in our world right now. We've we've just come yeah. out of Pride Month. Um, we've got we have Black Lives Matters protests and the struggle for justice against police brutality kind of unfolding, and the response to that as cities and, and states are um, defunding police or shifting their police departments. Um, okay. We're we're in quarantine, and the elevations are different in different parts of the country, and um. I think one of the questions that we have is, you know, these are such extraordinary times marked by disruption and struggle for justice and change and, and grief. And um, what, what's the role of the church in this in this particular moment in this context?
0: Uh, oh, that's a great question, Aaron. I, I, I think I, I would follow what I was saying before. I think our, our task now is to listen, to mm-hmm. listen what's going on, to put our ears on the ground, on the streets, and see what's happening. Where's the voice of the Spirit? Mm. And and, and see what is going on there that we need to, that needs to change us, that needs to empower us, that needs to move us towards uh, uh, them i think this time is asking us to again to listen so much that this pandemics it's putting us so much in a place inward right that we need to listen and see what's going on and and if we listen to the pandemics we see that it is a, a cry of the earth that we have gone into the places that we are not supposed to go into the, the wilderness and messing mm. up with animals and areas that we cannot do and that's coming against ourselves um what is happening with the uh, the the Pride Month is 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 a cry of precious people who have to fight for their own lives and in order to be fully themselves. We need to listen to that. Mm. The whole thing with uh, the uh, George Floyd and and Bruno Taylor and all of them, it is also a cry that comes from centuries, right? From from at least three hundred years that that we we haven't been able to to listen, uh, and, and, and now all of the explosion, and it was happening right at Pentecost, right? And yeah. uh, I, I remember about this, that the, the, I, I felt it was like the, the fire of God burning um, all that is there that is not, that is so unjust, that keeps people under oppression. So I think there's the burning of of the systems and then the possibility of, of, of resurrection from the ashes, creating a new world. And so the creation of, I think we are at a time where the church has to help to connect with other people to create this new world, this new world that is coming. So we have to imagine now, uh, new ways of being. How is it that we can think about life without police? And this is not about personal going personal against police officers. It's not the point. The, the point is how can we, how can we, imagine a life without police? Because the funding police, it is about funding uh, schools. It's it's funding uh, uh, health care. Uh, it's funding possibilities for children it's funding uh, our teachers it's 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 creating a, a, a larger social network that relies on other people's gifts to 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 bless each other in, instead of using a system that that pushes down that is based on fear we have to think how to live this life without fear. Mm-hmm. And so all of these connections is a networking that the church must be a part of it and engage and then give its voice with songs, with prayers and, and with the sustenance of what is coming up now.
1: You I, I love this conversation. And especially as <clears throat> I'm thinking, I've been thinking a lot about imagination, um, in particular with the church, because. I think one of the things we think about a lot in these times is, okay, we're the church, we need to be going to this protest or doing this outside. And all of that is absolutely true, obviously. But what do you see the role of corporate worship in that kind of work of imagination? In that work, you know, why are we gathering? I mean, obviously right now we're not, but uh, how are we gathering together in a way that actually, um, where we're connecting the things that are happening out there, quote unquote, because we always know people are bringing all of themselves into the church. But what is what is special, or what is the purpose you see in that worship uh, body, worshiping body?
0: Oh, David, this is so key. I think you 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 touched the the, the heart of the uh, of, of 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 the life of the church, which uh, uh, everything else that we have in our seminaries and our organizations just because we worship. Worship is this this kind of like what theater is for arts. Worship is for the Christian faith, right? Uh, uh, art and in 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 the movies in cinema you have everything there. You have picture, you have uh, um, theater, you have dancing, you have visual arts, you have mm-hmm. poetry, you you have everything. And in church you have you have everything else too. You have theology, biblical studies, pastoral care, education, uh, uh, or uh, ethics. Uh, cosmologies, everything is happening there. So it is a very privileged place for us to do exactly what you said, that word, imagine, to wonder. The sadness of our churches is that we got so much hooked up into the proper doing of our liturgies that we are... I know, I know, because I've, I've been taught that way, and, and I I was taught to teach that way, and it's just... Uh, how do we do it properly to follow the, uh, the the rules of 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 the ritual and I'm not against any any form of of, of uh, uh, worship ritual. I'm not in favor of this against that what I'm what I wanted us to do is to be free to imagine use this structure, use whatever is structure but how do we imagine a new world? Not how do we mm-hmm. imagine keeping what we have safe. Because yeah. tradition, it is this, this handing down of something that came from other people from another time and now we have to make it new. And so tradition also entails uh, 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 a betrayal. Even the word says that is a little bit of a betrayal. In order yeah. to imagine if we are to think Our faith and uh, uh, um, who we are in this time, we have to think the worship in a new key, in a way of wondering. How do we wonder? It is about breaking the present, breaking the past, but breaking the future. We have to unlock a future that is coming. The, the, the future we are making right now, what what mm. future are we going to have? At this point, I feel that my kids, 8, 12, and 14, they're not going to have a future. Mm. Or they're going to have a miserable future. And my mm. kids will not be able to, uh, my grandkids will not be able to live. See, if we think in terms of the indigenous population, that thinks in terms of seven generations, three and a half before and three and a half after, oh, then we are unleashing the past creating the future and forming it all of it right now so i think the imagination is this key i mean worship is this place for wonder for for awe and and not this place for okay what comes next what comes next of the uh, you know the lord's prayer <clears throat> oh we cannot skip that otherwise <clears throat> If Aaron skipped one bit of the of the liturgy, somebody will come to him and say, hmm, you forgot that. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it is beautiful, all of that, but what what else? What else? Yeah. That we can that we can imagine for a new world for for us, for our kids, for for the earth, like for this time in quarantine, uh, quarantine now. I, I, I've been people pretty much repeating the same thing and, and I wanted something new. So, mm. so the, 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 the if the Eucharist is a sacrament, let's expand the sacrament into the trees. Let's have a sacrament with a tree, with a plant that we have in our in our homes, with our with our uh, little pets. Let them be our sacraments. It is not how we do the sacrament, but what the sacrament unfolds, what open, what it extends. What calls me into what kind of relationship and form of connections that can happen in the doing of our worship service? Right. It's, it's it is a way out and a way in. So, uh, sorry,
2: no, you're but no, that's, it's that's really <laughs> really speaking wonderful. my language. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Dave's eating this up. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, and I think one of the things that one of the things we talk a lot about at is the, the role of worship and liturgy um, in helping us live into a different story, a different narrative than the, all, the, all the narratives or stories that we are constantly bombarded with. Um, and as you were talking and thinking about three and a half generations back, I was thinking about the, the ways in which worship helps us to remember as well um, and to remember our story. I wonder if you have any it's I don't know if there's a question necessarily in there but if you have any thoughts yeah, on that. Yeah.
0: I mean memory is key, right? For 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 um, every religion. Memory is fundamental. And we in Christianity talks about this subversive memory of Jesus, right? Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> the theology we we <clears throat> talk about that. And <clears throat> but memory where do we go back to? When you think about memory, because memory is something—the first thing that uh, <clears throat> we have been robbed. As soon as we lose our connection to the ground, to the earth, we lose our memory. Then it mm. becomes a memory of 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 fleeting things. It doesn't rem- it doesn't become a memory that is more strong, related, connected with the earth, right? <clears throat> and that's what we call the colonization—is the ripping apart of people from the earth. Mm. None of us have any relation to the earth anymore, right? <coughs> Even our churches. <coughs> sorry, <coughs> very sorry for all this. No, noise. you're fine. No problem. All of the uh, we our churches. Uh, we talk about everything, but we don't talk about the earth, of the ground where the church is. Right? We, we we talk about the space. We talk about time, but we talk about it. But it is as if we are we're like on top of of air, because there's nothing that connects us to the Mm. earth, right? And I think we need to gain a a more uh, expensive notion of memory, that we belong to a land. I mean, what I'm trying to do to help my kids do is to pay attention to the earth, literally put our ears in the ground, and then start to think about who were the people who lived here before? Mm. Who were the indigenous people who were here before? What was their lives? And then with that, I remember my life back from Brazil and my kids and my kids' generations from Scotland, from uh, Italy, and so and then we put it all together and see what is it that we have from our ancestors that can help us unleash the past and open the future, right?
2: Mm-hmm. And I
0: think that's the memory of the memory of Jesus is not to circumscribe Jesus into a tradition, but to expand the possibility of this God into a much larger sense of memory, which means to expand our notion of the sacraments of what is holy. Why we have just like a bread and the wine as holy only, and nothing else is holy. As if the earth there's not much like it's quite not quite fully holy. It's just like a, a right. min- in this book that I'm writing. It's just a, a minimum uh deficit of glory that that we have on 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 earth, and and yeah. and and. In the sacraments, you have the fullness of the means of grace. <clears throat> memory that expands the means of grace. Memory that expands <clears throat> the ways in which we see our connectivity. And so that's when the subversive memory of Jesus can break with our own sense of memory. We, we, we can start within us. It, it breaks <clears throat> our knowledge, our ways of doing it. And then we can expand this memory into much uh, 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 more expensive ways.
1: So uh, I'm really resonating with that. I mean, as a liturgist, of course. Uh, But uh, as you're talking, kind of as we're closing up, in light of your specific vocation um, and all the ways you've talked about that, what would you, I mean, you've been talking about this, but what would you wanna say to the church right now? What would be your kind of uh, minute or two of, This is my. This is what I. In a nugget, this is what I want the church to think about right
0: now.
2: Another small question for you. (laughs) Yeah, exactly.
0: (laughs) I would say that the same way that we that we sing, "Take my hand, precious Lord, and lead me on." It is to go to the streets and ask the people there and say, "Take my hand, lead Mm me on." Listen to the, the uh, LGBTQ folks and say, take my hand and lead me on. <clears throat> hold on to the hands of our children and don't put them away from the sanctuary but hold their hands and say, take my hand and lead me on. Go to a tree, touch a tree, hold on to a tree and say, take my hand and lead me on. Because to take the hand is to take the heart and to be transformed. That's what I would say.
1: Amen.
2: Mm. Amen.
0: Claudia. we're so grateful grateful
1: to have, we're so grateful for your time and for your message that's so desperately needed at this point in the church's life. And um, we're glad that we can take your hand even digitally and that you can help lead us into these places. Um, And so thank you so much for joining us and uh, blessings as you continue to navigate like in New York City and
0: Union uh, and in the church at this point. Thank you. Thank you, Dave. I, I admire you, your work. Aaron, very happy to meet you. That's and the great. You that all are doing blessings to you. And again, thank you for having me. Yeah, thanks
2: so much. Thank we really
0: appreciate it.